media nerds podcast i'm dan vadabonker and i'm kenton larson it's a beautiful day outside kenton the sun is shining my cat is looking out the window it's, it's awesome i'm very very happy it's it's gonna be a great weekend is it is it i last time i checked the temperature was minus six dan so i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> it's pretty it looks nice i haven't actually been outside yet it looks very nice and by the way it's our favorite weekend it's the weekend in which we spring forward and have to set our clocks ahead uh, which happens everywhere in Canada except for Saskatchewan. Um, so, and I think in the U.S. it's like everywhere except for like Arizona, isn't it? Some somewhere in the U.S. Oh, really? Too. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Someone can tell us. But uh, but yeah, it is daily savings time, which means we have to set our clocks ahead an hour, which everybody hates. Everybody loves the fall back because it gives them an extra hour, but they hate the spring forward. So we'll all be super tired when Monday comes around because we didn't get enough sleep. By the way, Dan, I just checked the weather, and I, I got an update for you. Uh, only in Canada. Does it? Does a grown man look out the window and go, "It's a beautiful day and it's two degrees"? <laughs> oh well, it's still beautiful. It can be it's beautiful two. and still be two degrees. Yeah, but yeah, and planes, trains, and automobiles when they, when they're in the back of the van, he goes, "How cold is it?" And he goes, "One." And in Canada, we're like, "Yeah, that's pretty warm, actually." <laughs> yeah. Two degrees. We've doubled planes and trains. It's a gorgeous day. <laughs> So uh, today is our, uh, it's been one week since WandaVision uh, ended, uh, and actually we have one week until we have the um, the Falcon and Winter Soldiers starting next Friday, so we can mm-hmm. kind of talk a little bit about, about that a little bit at the end of it, but today we are going to break down WandaVision. Uh, I've actually watched it twice. Um, I watched this, I, I binged it a second time since it ended last Friday, and I have lots of thoughts on it, uh, so we'll, we'll get into that, we'll talk about all the, I mean, it was really an interesting phenomenon not just the show but the reaction to the show and the theories and everything it was really like nothing else i've seen in the mca so far but of course mm-hmm. before we do that we're going to get into the nerd news nerd news you're going to join me for this part you're going to join me for the nerd news hey what do you want she kind of just sits here right like she just sits here beside me i put a picture on instagram where she's just sitting beside yeah. my computer as i sit here and i work she just, uh, she just they like to look at you when you're, they I like to hang. They like to hang out here. I yeah. feel like she wants food, but whatever. Anyway. Oh yeah. Well, they so want that too. <laughs> <laughs> they want, they definitely, my cats would not have any interest in me if I didn't, if I didn't not have the ability to unscrew the treat jar. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, this week, we can't go without talking about what was probably the biggest interview of certainly of the year, maybe even more than that, depending on how this all shakes out. But that is of course the Harry and Megan interview. Uh, last Sunday on uh, CBS uh, with Oprah, uh, crazy, and, and we're still getting follow from a days later. It's been it's been five days since it happened. We're still getting news stories. The latest I heard yesterday was that uh, Prince William um, has spoken out. Not that he, like they, they say, oh, Prince William is speaking out. It's not that he was speaking out. He was walking from a building to his car, and somebody shouted a question. Did you see this? Yeah. Somebody shouted a question at him. What do you say about being royal family being racist? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we are very, and he's walking, you know, he's walking along with a black teacher. Uh, he's at a, he's visiting a oh, school. Oh, and they shouted talking. that at him. Yeah, he's like, he's sitting there and a teacher that he's, he's like talking to and meeting with is a black person. And he's there to like talk about the schools and how they're reopening or whatever, something like that. And, and like, he's doing his job as a, as the prince, right? He's actually doing stuff. And he's like, his one comment is like, we are very much not a racist family. I mean, that's pretty valid, I think. But yeah, that was, what was your take on the whole interview as, as like, as far as everything went? Well, I don't think my views were reflected in my Twitter feed. I'll start by, <laughs> I'll start by saying that. 
But I mean, uh, to me, the big thing, the thing I, I tweeted a joke about it today too, but like, I want my privacy. Hello, Oprah. <laughs> I would like a primetime interview. Like, like that to me was the main, like if, Hey, if you want to step away and you want privacy, then by all means, step away and enjoy your privacy. Cause that's what I, if I wanted privacy, that's what I do. I would just be private, <laughs> but the, um, magnifying it on the largest scale possible on Oprah. Uh, like, I think my key takeaway was, and once again, I know this, you know, this might be a cynical way to look at it, but I thought that um, Harry and Meghan looked, looked at being royals and they looked at being celebrities and they made a decision about where the money was and it was being celebrities and hanging well, out in Hollywood. The money without all the hassle. Is kind right. of what they're looking at, right? Uh, right. Because they still have money when they're in the royal, like a royal fa family member is rich, right? So the money is not a problem for them, but it was the hassle and racism. And I, I'm not disputing well, the racism no, claims. I'm sure that I'm sure that's that is the case. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and that's awful. And certainly that kind of stuff should be corrected. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think they do um they do want to be celebrities. They still want to be celebrities, even though they're officially kind of part away from the royal family. And that's why they went to Oprah with this, because they still want to be famous right and they want right. and they're gonna say it's for like you know obviously they they do their charitable work and they do all this kind of stuff to help people and they're gonna say that's the reason and it is a good reason but i think that also yeah. they want to be famous right well yeah that it's hard to say goodbye to that element and i think if they really wanted that privacy they could have stayed in canada and of course mm -hmm. they spoke they spoke about uh, the problem with getting you know the canadian government wouldn't pay for their security they alluded to um, and by, by that, I mean the Canadian taxpayer. So, uh, so there's that element. Um, there's lots, there's lots to sort of take in at that interview, but my primary, I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting. I think they have a Netflix deal yep. as well. So, so there's that element too. And I don't know, it's, it's just an odd place to be like, I, my key takeaway is I really would like to hear what Prince William says about this. You know he what I mean? He did say something already. He did say no, something but, already. <laughs> oh no, I want to know what he says. I want to know what he says when there's a no camera. I, okay. I would I would just love to know what the what the what the take is on this. Like 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 because William's gonna be the next or maybe not at the next, he will well, be he's going to be king, king eventually. England. Yeah, he's right. going to be king eventually, right? And that's the thing. Right. And and when they're talking about stuff, they're going on about how they weren't, like, their child wasn't going to get a title and all that other stuff. And I'm, I'm you know, they, they say it's for racist reasons. And if it is, that's awful. But is is that the reason? Like, do they give titles to, how far away do you have to be from the family to get a title? I guess that's a great grandson. See, I've already seen stuff online saying, that um, that a kid in those circumstances would not get a title regardless of anything. Yeah, but that's I what I'm wondering. I don't know enough. Like I am no royal watcher. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. like the opposite of a royal watcher. But uh, I, did, so I, did, I, I did watch I one know. of them walk through our college once. That's oh about yeah, as, that's about as much royal watching as I've ever done. <laughs> yes, we did that. Yes, we did. We saw Prince Philip walk through our college. Charles, Charles. It was Charles. No, it was Philip. That was Charles. No, it was Philip. It was Charles, I bet you any money it was Charles. It was not Philip. No, when it first opened, it was Philip. Oh, okay. Well, and like, then Charles I'm came about, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about when I saw Charles later, like later on. Oh, I thought you were there for the <laughs> Philip one. I was not there for the Philip one. It wasn't even in. I don't remember when. <laughs> 
So we've had two royals. How old were you? Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen when Prince Charles came. <laughs> but, so, uh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, the, the royal family itself is being criticized for not responding fast enough, and and you know not really doing much. And now the kind of the the impetus is on them to prove that they're not racist, right? So that's kind of what they're going to have to come at, and well, and uh, figure something out. Well, one thing that I've noticed, like I follow tons of British musicians on um, on Twitter, and they sure hate the monarchy. Like if if you yeah. live if you live in England and you enjoy music, you probably hate the monarchy based on everything that I've seen. And that's the other thing. We're, we're Canadians and we're kind of like midway between America and England. That's like the two. We're like at the yeah, we midpoint. still have the queen on our money. Yeah. Right? So watching that, that, to me, the interview and then even the royal family response, it's like, we, do we have a horse in this race? I mean, do we? <laughs> do Not really. We, no, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's odd. And of course, America's cult of celebrity, England is cult of royalty. I mean, that's sort of what's happening here. It's kind of a, a clash between the, between tradition and, and new, I suppose. And let's not forget the best, uh, the best outcome from this whole thing is that we no longer, well, we never had to deal with it, but Pierce Morgan is no longer on TV <laughs> that's good that's a good thing yeah that's what i'm saying that's the best yeah. part of all this is that pierce morgan yeah. either quit or lost, i don't know what happened there but he walked off the set in a in a huff and quit his job or left the show so he's no longer on the britain wake up britain or whatever that morning show is which is i think a good thing i didn't even know i had no idea what was going on with him since he left cnn years ago when you know no. he took over for larry king when larry king uh left and then uh did that for a couple of years and now he's gone and then i guess he was doing that morning show I am sure that there's a job for Pierce Morgan on season 32 of The Apprentice, which I'm sure Donald Trump is getting ready. <laughs> I bet you so. I bet you so. Yeah, absolutely. Can't oh, wait. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you to sell the most hot dogs in Times Square. That's the next place that we're <laughs> that we're going to see Pierce Morgan oh, selling man. hot dogs in Times Square to make yeah. him, his his phony boss Donald Trump happy. That's what that's where he'll show up. You, should, but, you know what you should do is you just watch old episodes of The Apprentice because that's exactly what they did. <laughs> they did it something is, that's like exactly. that. There was yeah. like one with a Burger King. They had to sell Burger King burgers yeah. or something in Times Square. I can't remember what it was. I used to actually enjoy that show uh, back way before you know the, the host became a racist asshole. Um, all right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But it was yeah. We should just kind of make note that it, it, it was a significant interview. It did affect things. You yeah. know, you think these things might not affect anything, but it absolutely did. And uh, the, the royal family is going to have to really step up their game as far as promoting, you know, anti-racism and, and trying to, uh, to show that they are, an, you know, an accepting and open institution. Well, I think um, Prince Philip is a, notorious, uh, is a notorious old man who has said things. And I think in The Queen, they show him saying, saying things. Oh, the crown, are, the crown. Uh, yeah, sorry, the crown, not the queen. Yeah. Should be called uh, the queen. No. No, The Queen, the movie The Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not the TV show The Crown. Oh my God. But um I think they show him saying something objectionable. And I think I think people who know him say that that's the case. That he's uh but he's 99 or whatever, right? Yeah. So he is he has opinions and views befitting of uh, someone who's uh, who's a hundred years old, basically. So that might be the case. I like I don't know. I mean, I, none of us know any of this thing, right? We're just mm. kind of sitting on the sidelines watching this. So I don't know. What, what 
that so what was your key takeaway though after you saw it like, uh you- well i think in the end uh it, it's gonna be you know he said she said kind of a thing where, where they're saying one thing the british family is saying we're not racist but there they, you can't deny that there's institutional racism in in the whole in the system like everyone right. and, and, the, and the system of government for for britain for canada for us there's there's elements of institutional racism in all in all of it so yes. it has to be addressed by everybody and now most importantly by the royal family because it's been brought to the forefront same way the u.s is dealing with their police right now you know the george floyd trial is going on and that kind of stuff like that's you know what the u.s has to deal with is the institutional racism in their police and we do have that as well in canada but for the royal family it's not something i mean most of the tweets i saw was like yeah no kidding the royal family's racist like it was not a it was not a revelation for a lot of people because it's like a 1200 year old institution that has its roots in colonization and slavery and all this other awful stuff um you know they have to change things is basically what what the royal family has to do well said Let's move on to our uh, main topic, which of course is one division. Um, and uh, we we did talk about this briefly back a couple of years, or a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago. When it first, <laughs> what a year it feels, it feels like years. Like ago. years. Yeah. yeah, this whole and, and by the way, the other thing is that we celebrated celebrated the uh, I'm using air quotes here uh, the uh, one year anniversary of the pandemic as well. So we've been <laughs> in this for a year, yay! Uh, so we have one year down, however many more years to go. Uh, let's hope we start another year to go. But. It's more, well, by your math on the on WandaVision and our on our podcasts, we've been at home for like 110 years. Yeah, that's what it feels like for sure. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I said I think I, I what I said was that um, like the first two episodes, I wasn't I wasn't convinced that I wanted to watch this. Like it really was very very different and very very, um, you know strange to watch like i didn't know what was going on you don't know why they're why is, is this a 1950s style sitcom what is going on here and they, there's a little teases and stuff but in those first two episodes they really are very much a tv show like there is no there's not a lot of outside hints as to war like other than i think at the very end of the first episode you hear this voice going wanda wanda like there's there's that a little bit who's doing this to you wanda that kind of a thing but that was like a tease for a future episode. So yeah, but it wasn't until the third episode that I really started to understand um, what was happening and, and the same for all of us, right? Uh, what about you? What were your initial thoughts for this uh, series? Well, my my initial feeling was, I mean, uh, I loved the first two episodes. Like I was like, this is the best, 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 best. I love it, I love it, I love it. This is the greatest new TV show ever created. And by the end, I was like, meh. To me, it went from it went from the highest heights to fine by the end of the by the end of the uh, the last episode. I think for me personally, the episodes got weaker as they went along. Really? But, oh, I but, disagree. No. Well, overall, I'm going to say 
it was a good series. Yes, I agree with that. It was a good series, but almost all of the problems I have with it are in the final episode. So, and we'll, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Last yeah, two, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, well, the last one too as well, but the, the yeah. final episode has some issues for sure. Yeah, um, oh yeah, that, there, there are, it's not issue free, but overall, <laughs> overall, I, I liked it. I, hey, if they brought it back for another season, I would absolutely watch it. I, I liked it. I thought the acting was fantastic. Yeah, that's the a good first thing to two episodes. The first two episodes to me were glorious. Five out so, of five stars. So those first two episodes, both are kind of like the same style of, of those yeah. are 1950s sitcom in the style of, now I said initially, um, and I looked at, I timed this out too. The first episode was 22 minutes, exactly 22 minutes of like screen time. Yeah. Never mind the 10 minutes of credits after every single episode. I don't know. They treated this whole thing like a movie. They gave us a full Marvel opening at the beginning of it. And then they gave us the full 10 minutes of credits at the end of it every single time. And they had one, I think there was only one post-credit scene at the very, very two. end, right? Oh, was there two? What was the, what was the other one? Two. Oh, that's remember. right. There was one. Yes, there was one. Okay, I, I remember which one it was. So, um, so that first episode of 22 minutes. Um, and I was thinking it was more of a bewitched. Um, like I, and I realized they didn't actually go after any single one um television show it was kind of a, supposed to be a blend of television shows yeah. right so dick it was van bewitched dyke. dick, dick van, van dyke, dyke bewitched bewitched <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> right because because she's doing yeah. the tricks she's moving stuff around just like the the woman in bewitched so yeah. there was a bit of that and then dick van dyke because they do the joke with the ottoman um that dick van dyke trips over but then vision walks through it so that was the yeah. that was the joke there which is the whole joke. living room is dick van dyke's living room oh is it really yeah okay. it, it, and and the office stuff was like the uh, was was uh, owed something to uh, the original Dick Van Dyke show for sure. Okay, so then in second the second episode, they actually give us the intro, which looks like the Bewitched intro. It looks it's animated. It looks like it's a cartoon. It looks like you know here's Vision, here's Wanda. They're living together. It shows the whole intro, and it was very much that it felt like an episode of Bewitched. Um, now that first episode, um, I was gonna say the first one was the. Um, the breakfast for dinner one, right? Was that was one of the boss comes over? Yeah, yeah. And that's a is that an actual storyline they took from something, or was that just? A, I don't think something? so. Okay, but, so but it's but it's so close to what you would have seen on that show. That exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very knows? much the type of type of story that yeah. would have happened. So breakfast. So so the um the boss and his wife comes over, and the the to me the key moment in this episode. Oh no, yeah, this one was when he chokes. On that meat, right? And he's choking. But the interesting thing, I didn't realize this. This is what I caught the second time around when I watched it the second time. The choking was not part of the plan. It was not part of the show. It was him actually choking on a piece of meat. Like that was the the guy choking, and it wasn't supposed to be happening. That's why everyone was frozen because nobody knew yeah. what to do. Right? It wasn't part of the script. Right. And I didn't catch that the first time around. I didn't know what was that. It was just kind of this weird sequence. I didn't understand what was going on. And Vision is sitting there and she's like, help him, Vision. And he finally reaches in and grabs the meat out of his out of his throat. But um, for me, that was like, a, when I watched it the second time, I'm like, oh, that's what happened there. So that was a couple of things. That, that's what you pick up on the second time around are some of these things that were maybe a little obvious. Um, the other thing is that in the, um, I guess we're getting ahead to the fourth episode when they start uh, another point of confusion is when they, you know, they, they're going around identifying all the people that are in the hex, right? The hex is the thing that, that covers the town. I misunderstood what they were doing. I thought that they were sneaking people in the whole time. <laughs> oh. they, they, so they try to sneak that one guy in. So, so, yeah. and he's, he, he's got the hazmat suit on. So then when he comes into the hex, he looks like a beekeeper. Cause that's what his suit looks like. I thought they were keep they kept doing that, sneaking people in through the sewer, and all those people they're putting up on the walls were all like in 
infiltrated. I don't know why I thought this. I think it's because it's stupid. It's like what you. It's like those things, those thoughts that come to you. It's because the pages they're putting up on the wall have like sword on them. So they all, that's their letterhead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was just dumb. So these are the things, this is what happens with the show. It's like you, you start wondering about what's going on and then the speculation takes place. And that's what really got out of hand, I think, for this show is yeah. the speculation. It went wild. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The spoilers from too. Well, not just spoilers, all, but just stuff was that was not even place. close. Like, okay, what was the spoiler you heard? Obviously we're talking spoilers in this um, well, for the show, uh, but what was something you heard ahead of time? Uh, I, I saw something um what was it uh, i can't remember now i i had i had one spoiler that i saw and then after that i would stay away from social media till i watched it and then i go onto social media and sure enough it was just like all over the place like you had to take it was worse than the mandalorian oh I'd yeah say, for for being spoiled and for people being whatever being angry and <laughs> well because there, there, there's, there's more of it like I think this is, and I think this is what they want when they when they release a show on a weekly basis like this. They want the yeah. speculation. They want people to talk about it. But I think in this case, people went a bit too far. And there, in fact, there was an article I have here. Um, the uh, showrunner of the um, of the uh, what's the name of the Matt Shackman, who is like the showrunner. Um, he actually was on Kevin Smith's podcast to talk about it, and um, and he said like people were just like because. Um, Okay, so like later on, of course, she has the twins and we have these twin boys. In the comics, those twins, she does have twins in the comics. Those twins turn out to be Mephisto, uh, who's like a demon uh, bad guy, kind of a kind of a Doctor Strange bad guy. And I mean, so people automatically start going, oh, those are the, that's Mephisto as those twins. And they thought there was going to be Reed Richards. So there's a part where um, uh, Monica's character says, oh, I know this, this engineer who can help us. And people automatically assume she's talking about Reed Richards. No indication no. of that. Um, so those two ones, I think, are, are, you know, those are people taking it too far. However, the third one was the one about the X-Men being worked in. And that was an, a direct response to them casting Evan Peters as the other Pietro um, in episode, I think it's four or five that he shows up. Yeah. Uh, oh, he shows up at the end of episode four. Um, so that's the one. And, and I was going to say, so episode three is still, they did the Brady Bunch intro and it was still kind of in the set of the, hacks it was still in the world of the tv show but then at the very end of it we see that's when she kicks monica out she goes she goes flying out of the hex and then we see um evan peters or petro come to the door and knock it and then that kind of leads into episode um five but yeah that that first or no episode three i'm all i'm confused i made notes i really did <laughs> did you see the did you see all of the um, Paul Bettany went on a talk show and 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 made a joke, but then people started running wild with it. And oh, then man. he had to go back later and say he felt bad. Did you hear about that? Where he no. said he said well, in I... the last in the last episode, I get to work with a famous actor who I've been wanting to work with for some time. And he was it's joking because it's himself. It's himself. But yeah. People were like, <laughs> and then he said he started noticing. The people were going, it's going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. It's going right. to be. And he said he started getting panicking as he saw all the good suggestions <laughs> that people were throwing well, out there. And he felt bad that he made the joke and got everybody to start wildly speculating. But that's the problem when you're on a uh, on a show that's 
hugely pos- uh, popular and and coming out on a weekly basis. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and you know the tradition of the MCU is that they don't uh, they don't always take everything exactly from the comic books. In fact, they they very quite frequently will change a lot uh, in the translation and from from comic book to uh, to the movies. And so I didn't certainly didn't expect anything. And I, I don't really know a lot about the Wanda and Vision comics like I'm, I'm not i was never a big avengers reader i remember some crossovers like i remember when there was a white vision in the comics i do remember that happening and i remember reading issues of uh the avengers or x-men or something where he was white um but it wasn't the same reason he was white in this one i actually they didn't even give a reason for him to be why he was white right well they just I- I didn't think that was great character design and he looked and actually there's an episode of Mr. Show where Bob Odenkirk plays a milk machine. I'm sure it is on, it's on YouTube, Bob Odenkirk milk machine. And he, it looked like that. (laughs) He looked like, so I couldn't get, including a crooked mouth for no, for some weird reason. Notice that Um, as well. Yeah. 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 It was strange. Yeah. Like uh, I didn't quite get there. There was, I thought we had two visions because the they were going to merge and that would allow the vision we know and love to live in the in in the real world. We are going to save him from this. I think that's happen. what happened. Wow. How how do we know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. How do we know? We don't. That's yeah. Okay. Right. Let's let's get through the, the beginning parts, then we'll finally get to the episode that I have yeah. the most problems with. So episode three, okay, Brady Bunch intro. This is when Wanda is pregnant. She has the twins. I did like that whole sequence. That was a really good episode. Love it was it. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it very much it was a it was a um uh it did feel like a Brady Bunch episode. Like the 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 set looked really good, everything, her hair, everything. And it looks plus let's give it props to Elizabeth Olsen for like changing her character every episode going even going into like the office episode which was coming up i think that was number five maybe it was number four no number five um number six i don't know anyway uh that one like she's acting more like um not like pam necessarily but more like kind of a a stressed out mom from the 90s or or 2000s right like her character does change every single time which is amazing and she does a great job i hope she gets an emmy nomination for this if not winning an Emmy. Well, and I want uh, Kath- Catherine Hahn. Is that her name? Oh, yeah. The, the yeah, nosy neighbor. Agatha. Agatha, yeah. I, I, I'm like, please give her a supporting actor nomination. She is so good in this series. Like, I don't like where her character ends up, but I love her in those early, like she could play a sit. she could be in a sitcom. Yeah, and, and in fact, I'm sure she has. Somebody, somebody, uh, I saw a funny um, kind of a supercut on on TikTok or YouTube, and they took that Agatha All Along song, and then they they cut it in with like clips from every single show that Catherine Hahn has been a part of, and she's been in a lot because she's done a lot of character work for a lot of different shows. She was in Thirty Rock. She was in, and they were like cut out all these different things of like it was Agatha All Along for everything. <laughs> like, like so Agatha was a part of all of her TV shows. Um, so yeah, she she deserves a nomination. For for sure she was excellent but i gotta say i didn't really notice her the first time when when they finally made that reveal in whatever episode that was that it was agatha all along i'm like oh is she important because i wasn't paying attention <laughs> to her i wasn't i thought she was just another tv character like all the other neighbors and all the other people that we see going through like they're not really i guess um there's no indication that she's any more important than any of the other characters but i think that's obviously that's deliberate now it's meant to be a surprise that she um she's a witch in the end right well- I think because I'd seen her in, I think she's in a transparent and I know this much is true. I know, or I know that this much is true. I can't remember what that's called, but anyway, she's in that she's in, 
She got a series on HBO. Yes, when I started thinking about all of that, and then she was in this show, I was like, she has to have more to do than just be a townsperson. Oh, like that to me was the signal that this is going to become important. But I just, uh, I think she, I, I think, but I do, I agree with you. I think the two main, I think both of the actresses, the main actresses on that show just knocked it out of the park. So good. And Paul no. Bettany is very enjoyable too, but he's more of a supporting role. But he's right? good like, but because he's he also yeah. he also changes his character in every episode, except for the later ones when he's yeah. mainly just the vision for all of it. But in the yeah. early episodes, again, as they're changing these these different types of oh. sitcoms, he is a dad. He's yeah. a typical sitcom dad, and it was awesome. It's really good. Like I do enjoy that. I do enjoy that aspect of the oh, show. I loved it. And you said the episodes get weaker because the episodes start taking place place less and less in the hacks it starts to go outside and that becomes like episode four was the first one that takes place outside the hacks we get to see what's going on outside we get jimmy woo oh that guy uh, what's the actor's name i don't remember his name i should know his name i'm gonna look it up i thought see i don't have a problem i knew that that's where this had to go but i what i didn't like about those episodes was the we're gonna explain why all of that stuff. We need to explain why. <laughs> there's like, there is too much of explaining why in those episodes, I'd say. I, I To me, that just let the air out of everything. And I don't know, maybe there could have been a more gradual reveal, maybe not. It's hard to say, but uh, I, I, well, I I just found it disappointing. I, I disagree. I, I, I so For me, that, that episode, and it begins with the blip it begins with um sorry the actor's name is randall park i should know that randall park um he's got a tv show fresh off the boat that's really good and he's just hilarious as as jimmy woo in um in this in this um these episodes but um the uh, the ones in which they reveal what's going on i mean i think it's necessary that we know what's going on and and it's, it started to feel like a regular marvel movie at that point like that's when it started right. to feel more like a normal marvel movie we see and, and this sword organization never heard of sword before i didn't know what that was at all that was something that was apparently made up um by joss whedon in in a comic book but not from when we were kids like not not any comic book we would have known um but sword is like this other it's shield sword and shield right so there's a different right. organization called sword um and that's and that's kind of and then we get the introduction to this the you know what's supposed i guess supposed to be the one of the bad guys this the, it, he's just typical like stupid yeah. military guy that's really right. that character was just nothing more than that and that really bugged me that's one of the main issues i had with this is that that character was so predictable yeah. and so like cookie cutter stupid like, like uh, general ross from the hulk movies same guy right oh yeah. we're gonna take this we're gonna make it a we're gonna militarize it or what's the other guy um from the jurassic world movies uh okay. oh i forget his name anyway th- there's all kinds of examples of that right that's just done yeah. all the time but He's i did kind like of a, this kind of a captain panaka kind of <laughs> Like we're gonna go in there. We're gonna fight them. We no, need but Captain to blah, blah, blah. is just a negative, negative guy. He's just a naysayer, yeah, right? He's not. He's true. not. This guy is yeah, like that's he true. wants to go in there and he wants to t- and use it. You know, let's let's get back. He basically the whole motivation. He wants to get back the vision as a sentient weapon because <laughs> somehow Wanda has taken vision. And and but the thing is, she never did take his body, right? They they kind of implied yeah. that at the beginning, but yeah. then they she didn't. But that scene again when she shows up at Sword and then they let her in to see the vision kind of disassembled like that that was really uh disturbing scene i mean it was like hey this is a person that we've known and loved for however many movies and and that kind of stuff and to see him kind of laid out on tables like all taken apart very very uh disturbing and we can feel her pain in that scene as well and then then she decides i guess to go in and make all this this fake town and everything happen in new jersey where they were going to go move um 
this was i think episode number four is my favorite episode i love it i think it's a great episode it, it feels like a marvel movie it, it explains what's happening in the hex and it kind of gives some more um depth to the story i think it shows that what's happening outside right i i uh this is what uh, where i thought this series was going and i thought epi- this that episode i it's still i was still like okay it could still happen and i thought like okay the the whole series is making a commentary on watching television this yeah. is the first time that these superheroes have been on television i thought that what we were going to discover was in fact the the uh place outside the show the WandaVision show was also a television show was all, we were the viewers of what was also a television show and we would play we would come out one more show so ah, okay. a show within a show within a show and we were the viewers of that show I thought that was going to be the ultimate like switcheroo on this thing and so I went along with it I because I actually thought that a lot of the writing outside of the village seemed to be just as hacky as the writing inside the village, where which was intentionally hokey dialogue. I found the dialogue outside of that to be uh, equally hokey, which made me go, oh yeah, it's, it's also a TV show. We're not out of the TV show yet. This is still a TV show. And then I'm like, oh, we were. And some stuff happens in that that, that leads, you, leads you to believe that because they make this big deal of this tank. We're going to build this yeah. little truck, this truck that can go through the thing. And then it doesn't. It totally doesn't yeah. and it fails. And then she just walks through it anyway. Like that was that yeah. whole thing was weird. Um, it was pointless. And, and yeah. again, like some people assume like, they, and this is all on the fans. Like there was nothing to yeah. indicate. The only, the only indication is something, like I do think the casting of Evan Peters as Pietro was a stunt. I think that was a, there's no reason to do that other than to to throw people off it was a red herring right it's just like we're gonna because because they they're saying um the guy the the showrunner says the reason behind it was so that wanda would think there was something not quite right about the pietro but like you could do that with any other actor besides the actor that originally played pietro right yeah. like anybody other than aaron taylor johnson would have achieved that but by casting the guy who plays quicksilver in the other series then you're going to make everybody assume that you're going to bring in all the other x-men from that series and i don't want them to do that i didn't think they were going to do that and i don't want them to do that honestly i hope that um i hope that disney is done with this current iteration of the x-men i think they should start from scratch whenever they decide to get that going again let's start from scratch for everybody including wolverine um because i think that hugh jackman is done um but yeah that, that was like i i never i didn't really buy that uh, that that theory and i couldn't see any other reason why they would cast him other than just to throw people off right that was the only yeah. reason but then apparently when when people started theorizing about that matt shackman the uh, showrunner said oh he was worried about that he's like oh people are gonna be mad because that's not it and i'm like well then why would you cast him why well, else would I you cast it. him in that see, yeah i liked I, I i was happy to see that actor i was happy to see he's him a good actor that, he's actually yes. a better quicksilver yeah. than the other quicksilver so and everybody was, knows it <laughs> and everybody knows it. and then they uh, added insult to injury for the first actor by showing him in the showing him at the beginning of the show as a uh as a here's what happened already <laughs> they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. From they show died they show yeah. dead yeah yeah that's right and i was like boy that's humiliating for that unless he got paid again so i hope he did but uh well they were but, showing scenes from ultron i don't know if they they got paid again for that no Just i don't clips, know clips either. from another show 
Um, but, uh, but I was happy to see that actor. He is a good actor. He's a better actor. He's he's fun. He's welcome in in the Marvel universe. I did not think that it was that it meant we were going to see the X Men. I thought no way because once this all runs out of steam or whatever this this iteration, then we get the Fantastic Four and X Men, and you build it again. You be, you you start from scratch with that. You let everybody kind of like cool off on the Avengers and everything else. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be fine. But uh, I, but uh, I thought what worked best about this on TV was that it did give you a chance, like a comfortable chair to settle in and and get to know the characters better. And I liked that. I, I like I liked it better than a lot of the Marvel movies for that reason. But I do think, I think the speculation, I mean, fans can really only blame themselves for that, I think. I don't think you can really, you can't look at the creators of the show and say they made everybody think um, X-Men are going to be on the show. I think it's it's just the nature of the speculation for something popular. Yeah, that's true. And I, I... Yeah, and I wasn't disappointed in any aspect of that because I didn't really buy into any of that speculation. And even the stuff of the twins, I didn't buy into either. And I have to say, I actually kind of like the twins. I like those yeah, characters. Me too. I wasn't a fan of the, um, and I think it was the uh, fourth episode four was also the Halloween episode where they dressed up in the cool retro yeah. looking costumes, like the Quicksilver and, and uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision costumes from like the old school uh, comic books. That's the one where they leave, uh, where we see what's going on outside. Yeah, where the Vision yeah. actually tries to walk out to the edge of town and and, right. uh, and figure out what's going on. We find out he can't leave the Hex, right? He's been, he's a part of it. Oh, I was going to talk about the twins. That episode was the Malcolm in the Middle style episode. That's what yeah. I was going to say. And I didn't really like that. I don't like Malcolm in the Middle. I hated no, that I show. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't associate yeah. any positives. And I wonder if that's also because Malcolm in the Middle is also available on Disney+. Plus. Like, I wonder if that's the kind of decisions they were making based on... You know, I don't know, and I don't know if Disney owns any of the other shows referenced in this show. Like, probably they don't own, they certainly don't own The Office, um, which is an NBC thing. And I don't know that that was completely, yeah, well, well, yeah, it was. It was, it was speaking to the camera. It was an Office style. Um, that was episode five. But uh, but those twins, I think that that uh, Malcolm in the Middle style of the twins talking to the camera, that got us, uh, let us get to know the twins better. Those actors and those characters. And so in the end of the show, when they actually have to go away, you feel that you feel that sadness and that's one thing i'll say let's we gotta we're getting close to the end of the hour here we gotta wrap things up so i want to talk about the final two episodes you said those were the two worst episodes well let me just throw something else out and that is um where we see they they, and i thought the show revealed something it might have even been that second last episode that was supposed to be i think a major moment and i was like well duh and that is when we find out that wanda is the Scarlet Witch. I was like, I was like, I was like, I thought we knew that back yeah. in Ultron. Didn't yeah. we know that? I mean, uh, like, well, they never called her the Scarlet Witch, apparently. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, but I was like no shit. Like, anybody watching the show, who was surprised by that? Nobody I, was. I, no, I thought that was, that landed with a giant thud. Yeah, and that not only that, but this whole like um, revelation that she's been using magic this whole time. Like she and she's like, I don't use, I don't cast spells. I'm not a witch. This is all, and I I was because the character of the Scarlet Witch in the comic books is very, um, it's it's like you know part of it. She's a mutant, so she's kind of connected to the X Men series, but she's also an Avenger. I thought her powers had to do with luck, and the hex was like a 
a thing to make people feel bad luck or something. I can't remember exactly what she was in the comic books. So, um, and of course, that character has been developed since then. So there's all kinds of stuff going on that I've probably never read in the comic books. Um, but yeah, like she, we knew she was the Scarlet Witch. We know that that's her name. Uh, and as far as the magic reveal goes, I mean, I wasn't very surprised by that because really it's all magic. When you think about it, all these Infinity Stones that they've been dealing with, that's all magic. That's all the same. Like what else is it? But magic, you, you materialize things out of nowhere. That's magic, right? So which is what Wanda does too. So um, yeah. I have to say the one, one of my favorite moments, and I think that was in the second last episode is when she, she throws the car and takes out uh, Agatha with the car. Oh, you yeah, remember yeah. that? That was yeah, great. That was good. like, that was yeah. a callback to Ultron because uh, yeah. she does the same thing. And no, sorry, it was a callback to Civil War. So what, what, uh, one thing I want to talk about is how much this show, it, it did kind of get me back into, I did rewatch Ultron um oh. because of this because it comes up every time i finished watching an episode of wandavision it would come up in my suggestions age of ultron yeah. so like what the hell I'll give it a, a shot and it's actually a really good movie i gotta say as much as it gives people give it shit for being like one of the weakest avengers movies it's still pretty solid like the, there's not a ton wrong with it when you really look at it um what's wrong with it is you know we've talked about this along uh, many times is all the stuff they try to cram in to set up other elements of the MCU yeah. that were going to come later. And that's really what's problem with WandaVision is that kind of stuff as well. Like the white vision that the only reason for white vision to be in this series is so that we can get them later on. That's what, the, that's what that was. That was a setup yeah. for white vision. Our, our vision is back. He's just going to be the white. I don't know if he's going to get you know color himself in or anything, but, um, but that whole sequence, and I hated the CGI battle. I hated that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is just ended like every other Avengers movie. We're just going to punch each other and throw each other around and punch each other into the ground. Like if there's two visions fighting, you know, that's not going to end. Like it's not going to, you know, and to give them credit, they did, you know, end it with a more intellectual conversation, which is also fits the character of the vision. But I was just the whole sequence when they're, they're fighting and flying around. And then you got Wanda and Agatha going yeah. at it. That was like, oh, now we got our typical Marvel yeah. fight scene. And I, that was like, that was the most boring part to me. I was like, oh, I don't care. It what wasn't even very well choreographed, no. I thought. I think it suffered from the problem of first they'll go here, then they'll go there, then they'll come back here, then they'll go over there. And it was not choreographed in a very convincing way. Like I kept thinking, like I did not feel any real stakes in, in, in terms of any of that. And um, there's a couple nice touches with the kids running around that I liked quite a bit, but, uh, but, but overall, like that was a bit of a, I, yeah, I thought the same thing. I just thought, and I thought the, the episode prior probably does the most in terms of here's what we've been watching all along. And I just didn't like those you know, to me, it just let the oxygen out. And then the last episode was like, okay, Marvel fans, you've been patient. So here's exactly what you've been expecting because you've seen it 10,000 times. Well, no, before. I wasn't expecting it because I hadn't gotten it. The, the whole point of WandaVision was that it was different. I thought that was different, yeah. completely different from the Marvel cinematic universe. So that's why I was disappointed when they went that route. Um, but I will say that, um, and I read again this article. This talks about this interview he did. I'm going to listen to this episode of Kevin Smith's um, Fat Man Beyond because uh, he talks the 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 Matt Shackman talks about how they they did want to do ten episodes, but they couldn't. They didn't have time. Um, they 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 had this whole other um, sub story where the twins were going to go try to steal the the book. The um, what's it called? The Darkhold, which is like the, the magic book that, that Agatha has in her little basement lair. The twins were going to go steal it, and they're working with Vision to do it. There's this whole other subplot where they were doing that, and then the bunny was going to turn into a demon, and this all this stuff, but they couldn't, they didn't have time for it because the CGI would have taken too long. 
So basically, they had, and the last that last episode was finished only two weeks before it aired. So really? they, were, they were working. Yeah, they were working right up to the right up to the clock with this stuff. Uh. So that's why it looks like that because it was rushed. It was rushed through. They they just they had to finish it up and they did. So that that's unfortunate. I didn't think it looked terrible or anything. I just thought it was a little uh, robotic, robotically constructed. And even um, the scene where the scene you know is coming, which is you, she's going to have to lift the veil on this town, and then she's and then um, what's going to happen to her brother and the twins and uh, Vision? And um, I thought that I and I and when it as it was happening, I was like, oh, this is really too bad. Like. She's gonna find a way to bring them into the real world, of course. And then we kind it kind of like fizzles out on that respect. Like, stay tuned. Like there's a little bit of there's too much stay tuned without telling without Well, that, I think that's up. what the end, that's what the final um after yeah. credit scene is supposed to be, right? That's yeah. like stay tuned. Wanda's now now that Wanda knows she's a witch, she's looking into this stuff. Um, a couple yeah. of things. Uh, the other thing that, that, that I find interesting about all this is that now that they're saying, because um, I assume this is because Agatha, so we see Agatha's story, right? How she starts out as like a, go, going back to the classic Salem witch trial kind of thing where she's being, but it's a verse. It was like, oh, the witches are, the witches are burning somebody who's, who's not a witch. No, she was a witch, but she breaks, she broke the rules. So they're yeah. going to burn her at the stake. Anyway, that whole thing. So that, that kind of, that sequence implies that she had this dark hold book the whole time which is like this evil book it's like the necronomicon for the mcu um and then the other issue with that is but that that book also plays a role in one of the seasons of agents of shield so people are oh. saying now that agents of shield isn't canon because the book can't be in two places at once <laughs> like why can't it be it's a magic book like can't we like i i'm not yeah. buying that i'm like you no, know what? there's no, probably no. another explanation for it and i wouldn't yes. worry about it there's always an exc- yeah. explanation for everything that shows up in a supernatural show but I think the, the the main issue is that now there's two things they set up that I remember. There was one is the white vision. Um, and the interesting thing is like, and I, I again, I misunderstood it the first time around because in the show, the whole time, the vision who's in the show doesn't have any memories prior to the show, right? He doesn't remember anything that happened before that. Um, but um, um, he goes to that new vision and says, you just don't have your memories because they haven't let you access them. And I, I don't buy any of that. I mean, I don't know what that means. Uh, this this is a completely new body they built, isn't it? Or is it supposed to be his old parts put back together? I don't know what that's, that white vision is supposed to be. Um, and so he goes and touches his button on his forehead <laughs> and turns it a color. And, and I thought that was the um, other vision, the in-TV, the in-hex vision, giving the white vision his memories. And I'm yeah. going there. Well, that vision doesn't have any memories. What are you doing? What's he talking about? Because we saw it was like the entire thing. It was all the fighting with Ultron, all the Infinity War stuff, everything through that. And then, then the guy goes, "I am Vision," and he takes off. But wouldn't that mean that he still loves Wanda? Like I don't, I don't. Anyway, I don't understand that whole aspect of it. So the White Vision is meant to be setting something else up, and I don't like that they put that in this series. Well, that, that seemed I, very forced yeah. and not necessary. No, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of confusion about around that plot point. And I notice I can't help but notice all the flipboard articles are what happened with the white vision and where did he go and what happened and who, yeah, like there's, there's, there's a lot of that. And I don't need every, every question answered. In fact, I'm complaining about the episodes that told us too much why, but then that's (laughs) what made, but that's what made that last episode frustrating. Yeah. Is that like, oh, you're explaining everything when it suits your purposes and then yeah. when it doesn't, you're just going to let it sit there? 
And then we get the uh, reveal with Monica Rambo in that, oh, this person's yeah. a scroll, and by the way, you have to go up to the space station where we know Nick Fury is. Like we know Nick right. Fury is up there. We know that based on previous movies, but they still aren't telling. They're still like hinting at it. And they're still kind of like, oh, you got to go up there. So that's the other thing being set up. And I don't know what I don't even know what specific movies or shows they're setting up with this stuff. But those no. are the two things that come out of this that we're setting up for future. And of course, I guess the sequel. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have another season. Um, it says know. season one on Disney Plus, but it, the final episode was called series finale. Uh, but yeah. that could just be a reference to the WandaVision, like the hex shutting down, right? That's the series. Right. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do another season or not. They could continue this story in a movie somewhere. Well, I, I they could. I hope they don't, though, because I would like to see another season. I thought, yeah, I thought, like we've been complaining about the <laughs> about the elements that drove us nuts. But overall, I thought it was a worthwhile experiment. I think uh, I liked it, as I say, better than a lot of uh, the Marvel films, which have sort of you know, which be, had become predictable in so, in many ways. Um, so I, you know, so I thought I thought it did a lot of really great things in it and um i would have kept it more topsy-turvy i think and i think the the folks who thought dr strange was going to show up in the last episode i i, I get what why they thought that because <laughs> i thought i expected more things that would, what that they would be seen. the one that would make the most sense yeah that, that yeah. would make the most sense or have uh wong showed up or somebody like that somebody else like uh that's yeah. not just somebody in that universe well, you know what i mean that that is part because that's what they're talking about now they're talking about yeah. that magic that type of magic that dr strange deals with so for sure yeah he should have been there yeah. um but i and in the end it wasn't really meant to be a huge story like everybody kind of thought it was going to be this huge story that was going to impact the entire mcu and it really it was just about wanda it was just yeah. wanda's origin story and that was fun and i love that part of it i love the flashbacks the episode where we got to see her flashbacks to being her a kid and watching the sitcoms with her family and that whole thing that was good yeah. um that was good. like i'm glad that i know that about that character so that was i think the ultimate purpose of this series is is just so we can know wanda better yeah yeah and and i think it was successful uh at doing that thing and i think it would have actually been good for disney plus to get one more hero in that last episode even at the end even at the end like a doctor strange they could or have a... teased well they could have teased the winter soldier uh show yeah by having the Winter Soldier showed up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, or, or a Falcon. If you put one, right? I, I'd even go bigger than that though and say like, we like, let's get a big star in here. You know what I mean? Like, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's see what we can do here. And uh, in terms of like Robert Downey Jr. built okay. the vision. Now we know in this series, okay, he's dead. Yeah, right. But anyway, he's dead. He's dead. No, he's dead. He's, Come on, Tony Stark's dead. Oh, please. I will bet you a million dollars he'll be back. It doesn't matter because, uh, right. like, we thought Vision was dead. <laughs> but, right. But, um, right, we did. But uh, I, I think there could have even been uh, a Vision, uh, like, because Robert Downey Jr. will do, like, he'll do a million dollar hologram for you. You know what I mean? He'll do, he, you could have had him do something where it's a flashback or something, and people would be like, wow, anything is possible. In, uh, on this on these Disney Plus shows, and but the takeaway kind of was like, well, there's a lot that's possible, but maybe we're not going to trot out like because I even thought in the last episode, Little Hulk, Little Hulk maybe shows up, but they're uh, like they, they sort of they sort of saved up the big heroes, and I, I thought maybe one, 
you know they're still experimenting with this this formula like this format of being a tv show as opposed to being a movie and i think that worked i think that aspect of this worked and i'm, I'm looking forward to the falcon and winter soldier next week i think that's going to be another really Me good too. series and i like i like the episodic um you know distribution i like i like waiting a week between episodes i, I don't mind that at all i think that's fine that's normal tv right um, so I think that's successful. And I think as we get more and more serious, we've got the Winter Soldier and uh, what's it called Falcon and Winter Soldier next week. I don't remember when the Loki series is coming out, but the Loki one, like if any series is going to have a, a, a cameo, I think it's going to be Loki because that's got to be Chris Hemsworth's got to show up in that one at some point, right? Thor's going to show up in the Loki series, you'd think. You would uh, want that. And, and, right? uh, and it doesn't have to be a long, it can be quick. You know, so that'd be good. And or, or I, are know, we gonna get Chris Evans in the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, even though he's supposed to be dead too? At the very least, we will see images of Captain America, like that. Like one way or another, we're gonna re be reminded about Captain America because clearly the the what the series seems to be telling us is somebody takes the mantle, and it's gonna be one of these two gentlemen Actually, no, I, thought, I thought the series other the trailers are telling us that it's they're searching for the next to captain america that it's not going to be either of them that they're looking for somebody oh. else to do it i think that's what that's going to be um interesting so we'll see what and again we'll start talking about it next week when it airs yeah. uh but the other thing i wanted to say is that um oh now i, I again i've forgotten it damn it what the hell's wrong with me today I'm forgetting it's all friday my that's what it's friday it's, whatever it's friday after a week of online teaching <laughs> there's nothing left I left it um, all in the Microsoft Teams room. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did. Even though the students like talking about this stuff too. They they're all into WandaVision and everything. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't remember, but I, I am looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a good series. And oh yes, here's what I was gonna say. Okay. Uh and we'll we'll wrap it up soon because we gotta wrap up. So I'll wrap yeah. it up with a recommendation. And the recommendation is going to be to rewatch The Age of Ultron, because that's a good movie, and and you you care more about Wanda and Pietro after watching the series. So you will care more about those characters because I don't really care about them in the first time I watched them, I didn't really care about them. Um, and then from that, I actually kind of, I've, I found this little cool trilogy within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's such a daunting task when you say, oh, you know, you feel like you have to rewatch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe and it's like 30 movies at this point. So it's just too much, right? But if you can find little pockets of movies to watch. So one, what I did is I watched Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, and Civil War, and those three movies, even though Ant-Man doesn't really have anything to do with it, um, I just like Ant-Man, I hadn't seen it in a long time, and chronologically it comes after Age of Ultron, which is why I watched it, but certainly mm -hmm. Age of Ultron and Civil War both give you good insight into the characters of Wanda and Vision, because they're both in those movies, um, then Ultron is the first movie they're in, but also it gives you a little taste of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, because in the airport scene, um, when they're fighting each other, there's that great sequence when the Falcon and Winter Soldier are fighting Spider-Man, and yeah. it's lots of great one-liners and quips and lots of action. And that's what I think that series is going to be. Because um, yeah. that's what the trailer shows us, right? Little yeah. funny one-liners and that kind of stuff. So that is what. And they don't they don't like each other. That's the best part of that series is that the Falcon and Winter Soldier do not like each other. But they work yeah. together because they both are friends with Captain America. So that's I love cool both of those that. characters. I love yeah. both of those characters. So I'm looking forward to seeing. So that. so set up. So basically ahead of I would say ahead of that, watch those movies. Watch at least Civil War. Maybe yeah. even the Winter Soldier ahead of that to get ready for that series next week. Yeah, awesome. What I you agree. What well, about you for uh, now I feel the pressure to find some superhero to recommend. No, no, no. And I'm like, ah. We've, we've had uh, enough of that. I'm gonna say I'm watching a show on CBC Gem. 
Hey. CBC Gem, their free streaming service. And uh, if you watch it on Apple TV, I think it was only one commercial per show. So it's not bad. Um, but on the, uh, but uh, if you watch it on your phone, it's worse. I think you get more ads on your phone. I've been watching a show called Ladhood, L-A-D-H-O-O-D. And it's like a male flea bag where it's a British guy. <laughs> it's a British guy who's like talks to the camera, but visits himself as a young man and comments on uh on what he's up to and uh many of the of the boneheaded mistakes he's making and they kind of tie it back to some of the bonehead mistakes he's making as an older man and uh it's uh it's a lovely show i think it's only six episodes 20 minutes long each kind of thing 22 minutes so it goes by really fast but uh very entertaining um uh and if you like fleabag it's kind of like the male version of fleabag Maybe it's probably not as good a show as Fleabag. Maybe that's going a bit too far, but it's a good show and it's amusing and entertaining and it's free on CBC Gem. That's a good recommendation. And yeah, you can find a lot of good British series on, on CBC oh. Gem. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I guess what you're saying, it's not like it's not exactly Fleabag, but this, the premise is the same in that it is a talking to the camera, breaking yeah. the fourth wall, and it's a male character instead of a female character. That's really what you're saying. Other than that, and, it's not like it's not and like they're Fleabag. British and they're, they're British. British. <laughs> okay. that's it that's it anyway, other than that I will totally check it different <laughs> i'm not what i have not watched enough on gem i definitely have not i mean to i mean yeah. to uh to get back on that and i should like schitt's creek is available on almost every platform out there it seems but yeah. uh, i think that I, I should watch it on gem because that is the cbc app so i'll watch schitt's creek on there as well yeah you know there's a documentary i watched on gem last week i'm not I'll, I'll leave it for another recommendation but there's some good stuff on there for sure yeah for sure yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.